0: This is the Intentional Disruption Podcast. I'm your host, Mike DeMo. Today, I'm doing a little bit more prep for my presentation for the University of Connecticut's Entrepreneurial Bootcamp for Veterans. And I had somebody make a comment not related to that program that compelled me to do a little bit of a deeper dive. You see, It's been a while since I've had to do an APA um, formatting for anything, and I don't have to do it for UConn. I'm just trying to make a joke at 5 in the morning. But it's one of those things like you're looking back and wanting to do a very good job of documenting your sources, reference material, because the 20 or so veterans that I'm going to be doing work with, they're not clients of mine. And the other presentations, they're not going to follow as different of a opportunity as what I'm going to be bringing to them. You see, while obviously I'm not giving financial advice, I never do on the podcast, I never do on social media, I never do it anytime and that is a disclosure just so we're all clear on things the people that are going to be presenting on how to fund your startup work at banks and the banks have pretty structured consistent rules about how to go about those things and not saying that they're bad but That doesn't mean that there's all the ways. And the conversation for me starts with a post made by my friend, Aaron Peterson. He works with nine, ten-figure offices, businesses. He, He does some very good work. And he mentioned in a post that there's 62 different lending types across nine different business functions. And I started to think about this, like, what the heck is he talking about? That's a lot. And I'm familiar with, it turns out, a a preponderance of those. But none of those are probably going to be covered during this workshop where they're training these veterans on how to fund a business. And that compelled me to do a little bit of digging Not that I want to be the sole source that had alternative options to put on the table, but I'm likely going to be, just the nature of how things work. If you work in a certain environment, you are naturally going to gravitate towards the solutions that you would see in that industry give an example i've cleared half a billion dollars in sales through annuity products i understand inherently that if you're talking about wanting to mitigate volatility in your retirement years that that could potentially be an option i know that to be the case i know that we could run a Monte Carlo simulation on this one to show you how much less beta there will be in your portfolio if you include some of those options. Now, that being said, I also understand that there are other opportunities, outlets, and ways to do some of those things. And even after 10 years of being a registered financial advisor, I still look for different Opportunities to create the outcomes that people are looking for. And it's no different in business. So when Aaron mentioned that they're 62, I think off the top of my head, I rattled off, it was 15, 20 of them. And that set me down the path. So the Chamber of Commerce, I figured, all right, well, let's go down there. They've got a list with a lot of different options. There was one of them that I'd never heard of. And if you're a military veteran, you're used to acronyms. And we always find them to be fun. And on this chamberofcommerce.org slash startup business hyphen loans, that's the link. Number five on there, and man do I love a good acronym. Rollover for Business Startups. The acronym is ROBS. Hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. The fact that (laughs) that's a program and it's for moving your individual retirement assets over to a business so that you can help fund the business and they call it ROBS. That's hysterical. I didn't know that they had senses of humor on this kind of stuff, or they did it literally to push people away. I don't know, but it's funny to me. The process very interesting. They don't necessarily talk about all of the additional requirements that are going to go along with it. They mention them. But knowing what I know, they're actually pretty significant. But this one was interesting to me. And why do I talk about that? So I'm in a lot of groups where people want to talk about starting up a business. And a lot of these are veteran-facing. And I don't want my fellow vets to at me with, dude, why are you talking about our community this way? It's not just veterans. I'm going to say that right off the bat. I see it with every business group that I'm in. And this is the part where people might take things the right way, the wrong way. I'm going to say it this way. If you're offended by what I'm about to say, you need to ask the question, are you offended for yourself or are you offended on behalf of somebody else? And if you're offended on behalf of somebody else, there's other things that we should probably talk about. But the preponderance of people that ask, oh, well, I want to use a grant to start my business. They're veterans And other affinity groups. And I get that. Because our current governmental lending process and loaning process or granting money definitely doesn't focus on people that look like me. Just going to say that. And I suppose that's fine. I mean, I'm more from the Dr. King side of the house where we just judge people based on their individual character and merit, but that that's fine. I guess we're not doing that anymore. But why do I bring that up? And I'm sure if I'd done this podcast at like nine in the morning, it would have been a little bit smoother what I just talked about. But I bring it up because 90% of the time, Those people don't have a business plan, a business model, and they don't have some core things like, have you done a SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats? And this is something that, candidly, I'm a little bit concerned about for the presentation that I do at uh, UConn in a couple weeks here. And I'm nervous about it. Because they included a bio for each of the people that would be participating. It includes a little bit about themselves, their background, what their business slash business idea is. And then what their vision for that is. And it's going to be a part of the process to fix some of these things like that. That's part of the process but it's a interesting thing so I did recruiting as part of my first business I would recruit people to work with me Um, ended up identifying a couple hundred people over a few year period that worked with me you get to a point where you can identify what's going to work what's not going to work and who and you can determine that a lot of the times through what they present, what they bring forward as important. Now, candidly, in this case, I don't know if the school asked them to highlight certain aspects versus others. I don't know. But there's quite a few of these where there wasn't a thought process around what's the point of differentiation and... At the end of the day, there's about four or five of them that, from my initial read, not having met anybody, and I know don't read a book, you know, judge a book by its cover, but that's why there's a cover on the book, everybody. There's a few that have good business ideas. There's a lot of people that are going to fall into the majority of small business ownership, where you're really not a small business owner. You're a highly compensated, independent person. Like you're not running a true business. It's a solopreneurship, if you will. And what I'm looking for is who are the people that are going to create an actual business? Something that's going to be able to leverage the time and skills of others to grow the brand and the company. That's what I'm looking for because those are the people that I can truly help the most. Granted, I could take a young entrepreneur under my wing and from startup, walk them through getting their initial idea off the ground and then hiring people, doing all that, But it's just so much harder and for for no appreciable reason. If you can acquire a business that's already in your field and then add your zone of genius to that business to help it grow, recapitalize, do awesome things. Why would you statistically spend the next five years with a 50% chance of failure versus... Acquiring a cash flow positive business now, especially when, you know, in a lot of fields where there's actual equipment required to do the work, there's not much of a difference in the initial purchase price. I'd rather purchase a company that has all of the machines I need to do the work and has been doing the work and has clients that utilize what they produce. I'd much rather start there. Then have to go out and acquire all the materials, build out the factory, do it like that. That just doesn't make sense to me. I'd rather have cash flow coming in day one, and I say that because I've started businesses where that wasn't the case, and I had to work for months to get dollar number one in the door. It is stressful. It's more work, in my opinion, to go that route. So why would you do it? Usually because you didn't know there was another option. Saying that because I didn't know there was another option when I did that. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done it. So, why am I walking through all of these parts and pieces for you? This all started off with me saying, hey, there's a post. There's a lot of different ways to fund a business. True. I've been doing some of the research on that and I found some interesting ones on the Chamber of Commerce website. Not inclusive of all different lending opportunities, but there's quite a few out there, which is what I picked up. I thought that all of that was going to be relevant to the people at UConn and the veterans that I'm going to be helping in a couple weeks. And my mentor, Ryan Nidell, always said, if you learn something, teach somebody else. Because if you... Can't teach it, you don't know it. And if you don't know it, what the bleep are you doing here? It's stuck with me for the last couple of years. So that's why I try to share, whether it's with individuals that I consult with or sometimes just making a podcast or a social media post. I'm doing that because I found something that was compelling and I wanted to share it. And I hope this helps you. If you're trying to identify... Ways to create startup capital. Just know that there's a lot of different opportunities out there. If you're looking to acquire a business, there's a lot more ways to get that done. Um, you can feel free to reach out to me. Growwithdelta.com. Schedule time to talk with me. I've had a few people do that this week. I'm happy to discuss with you what those opportunities might look like and help you identify ways to go forward with that and if this podcast has provided you value maybe you got a chuckle with how bad my humor is you know before the sun comes up drop me a note drop me a review Uh, that'd be fantastic and again hope you have a fantastic week in the month of august i'm imagining that there's not going to be as many episodes simply because i've got a lot of other parts and pieces on my plate i've got diligence that i have to run for a couple different companies and uh, finishing up a funding round so likely not going to be able to be as present on the podcast so if something does come up again feel free to reach out to me at grow um, social media both linkedin and facebook it's mike demo and i hope you have a fantastic day